St. Charles Borromeo was born into a ridiculously wealthy and powerful family. And he was born into a time where Europe was, um, I guess the best way to think of it is what you see in movies. Uh, there were two types of humans in a sense. There were the rich and the powerful and there were the people who died of hunger. Um, it was a very awful time to be alive, uh, particularly in comparison to ours. And if you re read your history for, during this time period, uh, you'll find out that in many ways this was the Catholic Church at her best and the Catholic Church at her worst. It didn't seem that we could find a third gear, uh, that you would find these places where monasteries in particular worked hard to protect the people from the kind of rapaciousness of the royalty who would quite literally tax people into starvation. You had no rights if you weren't royalty. And so the only people, the only organization standing between the hungry and the used and abused was the church. But then, of course, there were also instances where the church was among the worst of those people. One of the things, I think I'm right, you know, I read a, an obscene amount of history, but it always seems to me that when the hierarchy is at its worst, the laity are at their best. And when the laity are at their worst, the hierarchy is at its best. I don't know. But this certainly seems one of those times where, from the laity, the amount of saints that are produced during this time is shocking. And here comes Charles Borromeo. His uncle was Pope, uh, so he was made cardinal like yesterday. Yeah, that's how it worked back then. And with that wealth and power, he was truly in position to be one of the most powerful human beings in Europe. So what did he do with vast wealth and great political power? Well, he gave it away. He gave it away and poured out his life in loving service. With his formidable brain, and I don't know what else to call it, but a relentless drive, he got the Council of Trent back um, on track, right? This was the church's response to the Protestant schism. Um, the church called this Council of Trent, but big surprise, all the clergy started yelling at each other about who gets to be in charge, because it's just like Jesus. And uh, it was St. Charles Borromeo who came in and made a beautiful mess of it all. And by the time he finished with these people, Trent was cooking. And that council produced saints that you, we can't even imagine. Priests were not good to him. Monks were not good to him. He was all about laying down power, and they did not want to do that. There were times that literally monasteries boarded up their doors so that he couldn't enter and call them to repent. He just never quit. <laughs> he, if, if you look at, I was telling Cesar before Mass, if you look at, if I got up and said, well, here's what he did, we'd be here three hours, but I want to keep it to two and a half. So in the end, here's what I'm telling you. 
God gave us in St. Charles Borromeo, an insanely talented man. He was brilliant, he was focused, he was selfless, he was prayerful. And his advice to priests like me, you aren't praying enough. That's his advice. And he said it much more eloquently than I just did. I'm grateful for this holy man, I am. And during times when you and I might get discouraged about the state of the church or the state of our country or the state of our heart, good Lord, let's remember he, the Lord never abandons his flock. He doesn't know how. He's a good shepherd. And in our weakness and in our inability to get it right, the Lord shines all the brighter. So we ask St. Charles Borromeo to pray for us that we'll be holy to pray for the church that she'll be the bride Jesus made her to be. And let's pray for us all that like St. Charles Borromeo, whatever gifts the Lord gives us, we give it right back with great joy. Amen? Amen. All right. Thank you, Lord.